Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. How are you, Dave? I am doing very well today, Peggy, and you? Good to hear. I am doing okay. We are a little bit late this week with our podcast. Um, Our schedules just didn't seem to align over the weekend. Um, But I'm excited to be talking to you now and to talk about this kind of different changes going on about the association health plans. Yes, we're back to sort of, we were thinking about what to talk about, Peggy, and I thought that maybe sort of as we're at the mid-year mark, and it's been a relatively quiet year, certainly compared to last year, on what's going on in healthcare reform discussions. But uh, there was an announcement last week that we actually planned on doing a podcast about shortly uh, before the consensus document dropped. And we ended up recording about that last week. So this is really something that um, was in the front of our minds leading into last weekend. And we just didn't uh, didn't get to it. And actually, it's probably better that we waited because they published the final rule on this. So we can now talk about what the final rule says. So do you want to tee it up? I would love to. Um, HHS published the final rule concerning association health plans on uh, the 18th of this month of June, and it now allows employers to band together to create insured groups. And this will affect mainly like small, smaller employers, ones that uh, don't have the scope and the number of employees to really get the discounts from insurance companies on their own. Now they're kind of forming these cooperatives. They can form these cooperatives basically to go in as a, as a group to buy these health plans. Um, of course, all, as with all things insurance related, uh, there is some controversy associated with this. Uh, people mainly are concerned about the potential impacts on the healthcare exchanges if these, uh, when these association health plans go into effect. And today we are also going to talk about the association health plans, which are HPBs. Um, in particular, the impact that they could have on the limb loss and limb difference community. Yeah, and so let's start with just a quick overview, Peggy, on on what AHPs are, what association health plans are. They now, first of all, these aren't brand new. So association health plans have existed for years, and actually, way back in the in the distant past through the mists of time when I was first a young attorney, I remember actually when I was representing insurance companies at my very first job, I remember seeing health insurance policies uh, that were, uh, there was a claim at issue that our, our, our firm was reviewing for the insurance company and it involved numerous small businesses these were, it was an association health plan. Uh, there were all restaurants and all these very small restaurants had banded together to secure insurance. Um, so association health plans aren't new, but what this new rule does is it expands access to them. So it's a 200 page rule, 199 page rule. And I would say probably 160 pages of that really aren't central to what we're going to talk about today because it's really talking about the mechanism by which this expansion is occurring. And it's pretty technical and it doesn't really affect us for the purposes of this discussion today. Um, Association health plans, as you already alluded to, Peggy, they allow employers to band together to purchase insurance. And the goal in doing this is to try to secure lower premiums and uh, give the the groups, the, the, the associations, greater flexibility in terms of how they design their plans. 
So uh, this is a mechanism by which you can start to say, well, I'd like this benefit in and that benefit out if you're the association, which is much more like what uh, self-insured employers can do. Uh, supporters of AHPs argue that this will also reduce the number of uninsured people in the United States. And uh, the, the CBO projects that 400,000 people who are currently uninsured will become insured via these uh, via via these plans. The CBO also projects that 3.6 million more will convert to association health plans from other plans, primarily plans on the insurance exchanges. And we'll talk about the implications of that just a little bit. Medical associations and insurance groups generally opposed this rule in the comments. Um, while business groups were in support of it, a lot of, uh, a lot of concern expressed by the insurance industry and by different medical groups about the impact this could have. Awesome. So we're going to go into just some key things because it is a, a monster of document, almost 200 pages. Um, some things that we should know uh, about the final rule that was just released. Uh, the first and foremost, and the one that really caught my eye, Dave, is that it does permit, this new rule does permit HHPs to offer coverage without essential health benefits. So theoretically, rehabilitative and habilitative services could be excluded uh, from some of these plans, which obviously, if, if you are already using a prosthetic device, you, you would not opt into knowingly an insurance plan that, that doesn't cover these devices. But as you know, limb loss is not something that is usually planned. And it's one of those situations where People roll the dice in life and think it will happen to somebody else. Um, and if if you have an AHP health plan that does not cover any of these essential health benefits, you could be in a lot of trouble if you are in an accident or have a life-changing event and suddenly find yourself in a situation where you need some of these rehabilitative services. Yeah, and I think we want to be clear, Peggy, we're not saying that association health plans will unilaterally and across the board eliminate coverage for prosthetics. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is they have the ability to carve out and include anything they want, basically. Uh, that's the freedom that an association health plan gives you under this proposal. So what exactly is covered now becomes much more difficult to ascertain. If you're buying a plan on the insurance exchange, you know what it covers because there are a whole list of things that it's required to cover by law. The association health plans, in contrast, may cover some things and not others. And so it's going to become incumbent upon individuals in those plans if they if they have a choice to go in or, or to stay on a different health plan. It would be very smart to understand what the scope of coverage is before you make the switch. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. Exactly. But just uh, playing devil's advocate a little bit, Dave, um, anytime I hear that essential health benefits are not required, you know, that's kind of a blow and weakening what essential health benefits are. Because by, no by question. very definition, essential health benefits are something that, that are essential and have to be included across the base. So when now we have a rule saying, yeah, you don't really have to offer them. We're not saying that, that obviously, I agree with you, we're not saying that the, the plans will not offer them. However, 
anytime you give that leeway of saying, well, you, you know, essential health benefits aren't really required, you don't have to do it, it weakens the, the argument of essential health benefits and it weakens the, the status of what they are. No question. And this goes really to the core of what the, you know, what the current administration's belief about, about the Affordable Care Act or about Obamacare, whichever you want to call it, about what what they like or dislike about it, right? Um, the whole con, you know, they're, they're, the current administration's stance towards the Affordable Care Act is largely uh, negative. They they don't like it. They want to undo it. They've tried to undo it. We did podcast last year, Peggy, where after the uh, the last efforts in the House and Senate failed, where we talked about now the thing to watch as you go into twenty nineteen, uh, sorry twenty eighteen will be. Will they try to now undermine the Affordable Care Act by using regulatory and administrative means rather than pure legal ones by repeal and replace? And association health plans are clearly one of the prongs through which they can do that. And you're absolutely right that anytime you take essential health benefits, which are required under the Affordable Care Act, and you create a mechanism by which you can end run that requirement, if you're a fan of the Affordable Care Act, if you believe that everyone should have access to insurance and that that insurance should cover a, a core set of requirements, then this, this will not be something you, you view favorably. If, on the other hand, you think insurance companies should be able to offer anything they want, um, then this will be, in your view, a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Um, so, Dave, if, if the plan does choose to offer essential health benefits, it's important to point out that they still have to imply with, uh, I'm sorry, comply with the Affordable Care Act's maximum out-of-pockets and the lifetime limit requirements. So while essential health benefits are not mandated, through AHPs, if they are included, they still have to follow the same regulations. Um, the AHPs do not allow for pre-existing condition exclusions. So that mandate from the Affordable Care Act uh, stands and it does not kick children off their parents' policy before the age of 26. Yeah. And the, the reason we mention those things is if you look at sort of what are the core elements of the Affordable Care Act that are popular? They are pre-existing condition exclusions being prohibited and kids being allowed to stay on policies until they're 26. Those things are viewed favorably. Um, so we, we always, when we talk about new regulations or new laws out there, we're, we're, we're focusing in on the things that um, are political hot, you know, hot spots. And so uh, clearly the Trump administration and HHS recognized that putting, putting AHPs out there, uh, if they had allowed pre-existing condition exclusions or if they had kicked kids, allowed, uh, allowed policyholders to, or prohibited policyholders having their children on the plan past the age of say 23 or 24, it would have been wildly unpopular. It would have created a firestorm of opposition. And so they, uh, they clearly felt that, uh, having, you know, having these types of, uh, coverage requirements in there still uh, that are consistent with the Affordable Care Act were, were the right thing to do, uh, largely because they're politically popular. Yes. Um, and let's face it, the, the essential health benefits as they, as 
in terms of rehabilitative and habilitative services is just not it's not as pressing of an issue for many for most really because it's not something that that people expect to need in the future um whereas if you have a child you're going to care about that yeah um, so this rule will phase in between now and April 2019. So within the next, what, 10 months? Is that 10 months? Something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be phased in pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, th- th- there are technical reasons for why it's phasing in with different types of AHPs at different times. But the long and short of it is that by April 2019, if, if a new AHP is started, then, uh, then it's subject to these rules. So let's talk, Peggy, a little bit about what the concerns are with AHPs. And we're going to start generally with sort of what, what's the opposition to AHPs that, uh, that, quote, experts, and I use that, you know, I always use that term with a little bit of a caveat, but that the experts think they, there are concerns about. Um, and then we're going to talk more specifically about how we think this affects the limb loss, limb difference community. So high level, major concern that AHPs create are dest- potential destabilization of the current insurance exchanges. The consensus is that some people on the exchanges today will opt into AHPs. CBO is projecting 3.4 million. Um, so that's not a small number of people. It's a small number of the overall population. But anytime you pull people out of the exchanges, that creates a smaller risk pool in the exchange world. And the problem with that is that the people who are most likely to opt out of the exchanges and onto AHPs are likely to be people who are younger and healthier. And the reason for that is they don't want to pay for the full range of benefits, the mandated benefits that the Affordable Care Act requires. So if they can slash their premium in half for less coverage, they'll probably be willing to take that risk if you're younger and healthier. So what does that mean? It means the remaining risk pool in the exchanges is older and sicker. And the impact of that is that if your risk pool is older and sicker, now premiums continue to rise there. So uh, it's important to understand that AHPs, the stated reason for them is we need to give people the flexibility to design their own plans and to be able to secure cheaper insurance. But that has a trickle-down effect to uh, the the broader population covered by the exchanges, and that effect is likely to be negative. Um, Insurance groups, as we mentioned earlier, have expressed concerns about this. The National Association of Insurance Commissioners, or NAIC, and America's Health Insurance Plans, which is the major industry organization representing insurance companies, have both expressed concerns about this destabilization to the uh, exchange market that they believe is likely to occur as a result of this. So that's the first major issue. Questions about that, Peggy, or comments you want to make? No, I think you covered it beautifully. Um, the All second right. issue, then, go ahead. No, no, you go. I, I was just going to talk about the quality control. It's it's hard with the oversight. And historically, there have been some fairly deceptive marketing of these plans towards the younger populations. Um, and it's harder, uh, not harder, but you have to do, you really have to do your research in order to find out exactly what they're going to cover and what they're not going to cover. And on the surface, you know, it's easy for people to look at these things and say, oh, it saves me a lot of money. That's what I'm going for. Um, But you have to be very careful with that and not trust the hype and really do the digging. Yeah, which which segues nicely into what are our concerns for people with limb loss and limb difference specifically. And that is one, 
um, the, the potential that maybe the plan doesn't cover prosthetics or more generally doesn't cover um, ancillary care that you require is now higher. You know under the Affordable Care Act exactly what plans must and must cover. And in an association health plan, that that requirement no longer exists. So you can really piece together coverage in a way that is different from association health plan to association health plan. So there's less transparency about prosthetic coverage. There's also less transparency uh, collaterally to whether or not the coverage you do get is subject to any limits. So it's entirely possible that an association health plan that um, you would see certain types of coverage uh, ha- be subject to annual or lifetime limits that are quite different than what you've come to expect in the Affordable Care Act world. So our basic conclusion here is if you're looking at an association health plan, if you have the opportunity to join one, be careful. Um, there's a general principle when it comes to insurance. If it costs less, it probably covers less. And you need to know what are the things it's not covering that you think it does or that matter to you before you make the switch. Because you could you could do it and you could save money month to month. But then when it comes to that one or two times a year where you have that major medical expense that you know is coming, if that's not covered, all of a sudden, all the premiums you saved, you're going to spend that plus something more in the form of -of out-of-pocket costs because the plan simply doesn't cover it. So you've got to be real analytical and uh, kind of of make yourself an expert about what the plan covers and doesn't cover if you're going to look at an association health plan. Exactly. Um, and, and like you said, Dave, it, these plans are not, if, if a plan through, um, is go through an, if an AHP is going to be marketed, it is not going to be marketed towards somebody who is already in the limb loss or limb difference community. If it does not cover prosthetics, I'm concerned about people hopping onto these to save money, which I totally get. But if it doesn't offer prosthetic coverage and then you have that accident and you are that that one person who, you know, is in the car accident and loses your limb or you get sick, limb loss is not something that people plan. It's not something that you know is going to happen. It really happens at any time at all stages of lives. It's an equal opportunity um, issue, you know. It happens in all different ways. And if you're on one of these plans saving money and something catastrophic happens, you could really be in a completely different situation than if you were on an, on an exchange plan that does offer prosthetic coverage that you think you will never need. Yep. So, it, you know, and this information isn't just for people, obviously, in the limb, long, limb loss, limb difference community. I mean, I'm sure everyone who listens to this podcast knows people who are uh, on exchange on exchange plan today and they feel a little bit cash strapped as a result because of the cost of those plans. And if they work for a small employer, they may very well or they're, or they're a sole, sole uh, employer themselves. They're a small business themselves. Um just operating on their own, they may look towards these as a solution. And it's important to understand uh, before before they sign up what it is they are signing up for. And so to the extent that you can help educate them about the risks as well, um, this isn't just about our community here today. It's about, it's about what our community looks like tomorrow. Exactly. Um, and to summarize, Dave, essential health plans are coming. Between now and April 2019, this rule will be in effect. Um, they, they're going to look attractive to some because of the lower costs. 
but you have to make sure that prosthetics are still covered, especially if you are in the limb loss, limb difference community already, um, and coverage without limits, which is paramount. Um, and the experts are already warning that the impact on exchanges is likely to be negative. Yeah, it's hard to see any scenario, forget the experts on this one. It's hard to foresee any scenario where if you drain anything out of the out of the current exchanges and it's younger and healthier people, there's almost no universe, there is no universe in which that's a good thing so, from an exchange perspective. So that will cause the exchange premiums to increase even further. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the CBO even acknowledges not something we put in our show notes, Peggy, but there's a general acknowledgement that, you know, more people will be uninsured as a result of this. Uh, it's a combination of a lot of different factors. It's not just association health plans. It's also the elimination of the penalties for uh, not carrying insurance as, as mandated by the Affordable Care Act. But, um, you know, the long and short of it is we're going to see the, in, the uninsured numbers, which are at an all-time low, uh, currently, we're going to see those numbers start to climb over the next two years as association health plans phase in. And um, hopefully that doesn't affect anyone with limb loss, but it's realistic to believe that it will. Absolutely. And of course, we will stay on top of it. And if there's more information, we will pass it along as soon as we hear it. Indeed, so, we will, Peggy. I think we covered Indeed, it, Indeed, we will. Cool. Thanks a lot, Peggy. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk good soon. talking to you. Have a great week. All Bye. right. You too. Take care.